G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Podcast episode. This is the last one of the national finals, isn't it, Michael? It is for season 2021. Looks like we've had all our national selections done and dusted. Indeed. Not all the songs yet, though. We do have a couple of songs to come through. We'll get to that in week ahead later in the show. But look, we've got most of them here. And um, we did have two more national finals, as you mentioned, to go through this week. I guess we should probably kick off with that, shouldn't we? We certainly should. And let's kick off with the big one, Dale. Melody Festival uh, took place last night or this morning here in Australia. What do you think of the show overall? Oh, it was really good, as always. And I think we said in our preview during the week, it's like you have these doubts about the Melfest quality during the heats. And then when these 12 songs together, you go, wow, what a lineup. The songs that are like the also-rans would be like favorites in Estonia or somewhere else, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. They, they, It's such good quality music. It's great with Mons, Zomolo, and um, Christy Bjorkman's big send-off. Um, mm. And the other woman was amazing. Sorry, I don't, <laughs> have, my, I don't have her name to hand. <laughs> but it was a great show. It was really worth um, finishing off with that. Yeah, I thought they kept it pretty tight as well with the voting sequence and everything. So I thought it went at a pretty good pace mm. for the uh, end of the Christy Bjorkman era. And we had a winner, and it's Tusa with Voices. Can you hear a million voices calling out in the rain? You know we got a million choices to go get out, let it rain. Do you hear a well, he was our jury winner with 79 points, including 50% of the international juries giving him the 12. He won all of the demographics, mm. getting 12 from every one of those. He got a total of 175 points, winning by 57 in the end. Uh, bit of a cakewalk, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. I think um, I think for us outside of Sweden, we definitely saw it as a closer competition. Um, but I really thought he lifted today. Um, there was much more confidence and passion. And there was a couple of little tiny bits where he missed, but it was mm. better that he threw himself into it rather than be at 80% and be vocally you know, perfect. I can see why this had broad appeal. Um, it was obviously a lot bigger in Sweden, I think, than it was outside the domestic art, mm. um, outside the domestic market. But out of all those, I can see why it won for sure. Great performance, great song, and what a great artist to send representing Sweden. Um, really impressed. Yeah, only a young man, only uh, one idol a couple of years ago. Now he's off to Eurovision, so he's obviously got a great career ahead of him. He ended up with 2.9 million of the tally vote, about 1.3 ahead of second place. That's so. massive. Absolutely massive, isn't it? Now he went in a raging favourite, like when we talked about the odds. He was like a dollar forty compared mm. to $4, mm. so... Again, the domestic people got it right, didn't they? And uh, very much the staging and performance that we did see in the semi-final. Uh, so it wasn't too much there. I think it was just a bit more. He took it up a gear from himself, didn't he? And look, I think this has got all the hallmarks of doing pretty well at Eurovision without maybe going in one of the top, top contenders. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it'll it'll still be there and thereabouts. It's a good quality performance. I know we'll analyze this to death later, but um, <laughs> also I loved his celebration. Like he could not have been more happier. It wasn't like an expected win for him. He mm-hmm. was hugging and kissing and mousing Eric Sada. <laughs> um, a lot of people would. Um, and then you know just the way he got the uh, trophy off the mummers, and yeah. it was just beautifully done. It was just a wonderful moment perfect way to finish off the national final season absolutely a very worthy winner let's run through some of the others quickly eric sada did come second down second with the jury's fourth with the tally vote they let him down a little bit what do you think of his performance wasn't surprised to see it do well with the jury i think he did a great job um there were some parts i preferred in the semi but there were some parts i prefer in the final like his superman kind of <laughs> slide down the thing was really good but there's a couple of camera shots that are a bit stronger and vocally at times he was a little bit i think the pressure of the final a little bit, but I'm, I'm picking at things. It was yeah. very much the same performance. And our 2020 winners, the Mummers, came in in third spot. They got fourth and drew second in the tally vote mm. for the Mummers. So the goodwill was there, plus, of course, reward for that terrific performance. I think they could be pretty proud to come third there. Definitely. And they beat Dotter by one point again. They certainly did, didn't they? They <laughs> pipped her by a point. She came in in fourth, third in the jury's fifth in the tally vote. And the last one we'll mention here, Clara Klingenstrom, who we came became one of our very very much favorites sixth in the juries was a little buried there by the international juries but third in the tally vote so again i think the swedes saw what we saw in that one yeah i I think all of those are amazing maybe a couple the tally vote was tight for after first place and even the jury's quite tight because i think even clara with the c she came six, but she was only a couple of points off of like fourth or fifth or whatever the case was. So you could see they were bunched behind Tuse, but uh, he was pretty much the the winner. You kind of knew it was going to be his his night. Also, Clara with a K did much better than I expected, um, but pleased to see because I love the performance. I love her. Yeah, Clara Hammerstrom, second year in Melfest. I dare say we'll be seeing her back again, mm. no, no doubt. But Melfest, all done for another year. Good luck to Tusa in Rotterdam. Indeed. Well, it wasn't the only national final we had this week. We didn't really know what we were going to be getting, but on Tuesday morning in Russia, they did hold a national selection, a national final, and we did have a winner, and it was Maniza with a Russian woman. Well, Michael, Maniza took out the national final. There were three artists taking part in this. Little Big did announce at the start of the show that they would not be competing. And then the three artists of Thermites, hashtag Too Mashy, and Maniza took part. And she took out the win with 39.7% of the vote. Only four percentage points in front of hashtag Too Mashy. But for us Westerners watching... She looked to be the clear winner out of those three. Yeah, I was going to say, from the three I saw, this one really jumped out at me as, mm. as the one they should be sending. What struck me with this one is I really like her, and I actually quite like this song as well. <laughs> and she really did sell that live performance. And I, I, I can see this song and its message, you know, could really resonate with Russian speakers, particularly women. Mm. And, you, you know, and if you can get that underpinning of votes, it should do well. There's a really good vibrancy in this song. There's a bit of quirk going on also. There's some very odd parts. 
So I think it's similar to Australia in a little way. It could be maybe a little off-putting for some audience members on first listen mm. because there is a lot going on. But I think the hallmarks are here for a pretty good entry from Russia. Yeah, like a totally different genre, but I totally see the Australian like um, comparisons. Very different genres coming in. You've got the traditional Russian bit coming in. Mm. Then she's almost like hip-hop stuff. She brings a bit of her Tajik background. So mm. she is from Tajikistan. And her family emigrated to uh, Moscow when she was very young at the breakdown of the Soviet Union. So really interesting um, artist and can't wait to talk about her a lot more. I really like the song as well. I'm right into it. Uh, She is looking at doing a revamp and bringing more English lyrics into it. So hopefully we can still keep a lot of Russian because it will be the first um, act to really have... Um, more than English since the um, party for everybody but okay. that wasn't Russian that was then you know the last Russian song was 2009 I think oh wow even that had Ukrainian in it um, so it's been a while it's been a while but um, overall very odd national final done in an hour <laughs> um Unexpected. We didn't know what was happening until we actually watched the show. And, of course, we had a performance from Philip Kirkorov, Polina Gagarina doing A Million Voices in Russian, and Dima Balan. It was all a lot to take in at 2.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. <laughs> of course, Kirkorov got a bandana in there, didn't he? Of course. Mm. All right. I guess there was some other really big news during the week, Dale. A lot of controversy. We, you know, I guess we we tossing up about discussing this one or not. Mm. It needs to be talked about. Of course it needs to be talked about. Um, At the moment, this is Belarus, if you can't tell (laughs) right now. This is Belarus. There was a group and song that was uh, announced and put up on the Eurovision YouTube channel to represent Belarus. Now, the English translation of the song is, I'll teach you. And the lines were very much around, I'll teach you to toe the line, and etc., etc., very much um, to be uh, an artist that was seen to be pro-government in Belarus, and there have been a lot of protests. If you've hmm. not been aware of the situations, a, a, demo, a democracy protest in Belarus, and this was really belittling them, very much seen as government propaganda, and we know that politics is, you can't have that in a song hmm. for Eurovision. Look, I guess my first thing, and well, obviously, now that the EBU has said no, either you change the lyrics or submit a new song, Mm -hmm. that's where we're at at the moment with Belarus. Um, I'm a little amazed it snuck through in the first place. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what sort of diligence they're doing on the lyrical content, etc. Maybe that one just snuck through to the keeper, but yeah, this this could not have competed. I just don't think it, it... fits the bill as far as non-political messaging goes. Yeah, it was questioning that it went through in the first place, but I guess in one way we've had a real open, transparent look at this. It was released. The community and fans were like, what is this doing? This is not it has its place. We need to hear from the EBUY. And that was our take on this. Mm-hmm. Okay, explain. Is, is, is this okay for a reason? And they said, with the review, this doesn't um, fit the rules and it can also bring in the contest into disrepute. That was mm-hmm. an important part of it. Yep. And so now, yeah, we're in a situation of change it or you're disqualified. So we may have that. And I think they've done a good job of responding very well to this. Yeah, they had to. They had to be strong on this one, strike it out, tell them to go back to the drawing board or walk away for a year. That's yep. pretty much where I think we're at. Indeed. Well, we will find out about that, no doubt, quite soon. Um, who knows? It might even drop while we're doing this recording. Um, <laughs> Easily <but yes>. do. <laughs> but of course, this is pretty dramatic when it comes to Eurovision, so mm-hmm. we'll see how it all pans out. Of course, there's always drama with Eurovision, isn't there? Well, other big news throughout the week, and it's always one of the most uh, sought-after entries of the year. It's from the United Kingdom. This one's James Newman with Embers. There's a fire. 
Internally selected once again for the United Kingdom. The song actually premiered on BBC Radio 1 and 2 during the week. Co-written with Connor Blake, Danny Shah, Tom Hollings and Samuel Brennan. So, you know, there's a really good chops behind this one. What are your thoughts on the UK's efforts for this year? You know, UK has a soft spot in my heart. I do ramble on about how I used to support them. I used to live there for a very long time. I grew up with UK Eurovision. Um, But... Uh, I have been disappointed for the last few years. I thought they were on a right track last year. And this song, I think, is another good step in the right direction for them. It's surprising to see James Newman with this kind of more, I guess, upbeat type song. Though he has written stuff like this in the past for other artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot to like about it. It definitely has that British EDM-y kind of sound in a way. When I think EDM, I'm talking more your Calvin Harris's type of mm-hmm. just general kind of... British pop, maybe a bit mid 2010s kind of era. I just kind of there's parts where I'm like, did we just um, play to the strengths of James Newman, the artist? Uh, and I thought last year it did. I thought it had some jury appeal. I think they're going for both jury and televote appeal with this. And I just hope it doesn't become 12th and 12th and both and just not get those points. But hey, look, a long way to go. We don't know the live the live, and all that kind of stuff. But still, really solid entry. A lot to like. But God, a lot is going to rely on that staging. Because mm. you've got that dance break of nothing happening. Yeah. What's he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting He's not doing a fuego <laughs> and doing a full choreography, <laughs> hairography hair, number. Hair flips coming up. No. <laughs> yeah, look, for me, I'm, I'm going to concur in a lot of that. Very much a radio-ready song, which is why they went to James Newman in the first place exactly. last year. So it's playing to his strengths. For me, it's not probably as instantly as catchy as uh, as My Last Breath last year. Um, and for me, I don't know if it really ticks the dance box for me. This, I mean, it's upbeat, yes, yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah. really a dance song. I don't no, call it a it's dance a song. kind of bop along. Like yeah, that. exactly. So for me, I think it kind of is in that little danger area of falling into that mid-range of death where nobody hates it, but nobody loves it. And it ends up with a low score, which yeah. is, you know, we've seen it so many, so many times. Um, look, it's by no means a bad entry at all. And I think, again, you're right. It's stepping in that right direction here for the United Kingdom. I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but uh, a lot rests on that live and how we can sell this. Yeah, but certainly something to work with, which is a real positive. Um, this is great. There's been songs in the past where it's almost dead on arrival. This is definitely not the case with this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be very interested to see the live. It's so important for a lot of songs, including Australia. Of course. Um, and I think this is one that falls into that boat. You kind of can't get away with it. You've got to go whole hog on this, mm-hmm. or otherwise it is in danger. And make it work. Yes. All right. Another big country that everyone's interested in. Well, not a very big country, but <laughs> at Eurovision the last 12 months or so, we've all been talking about Iceland for various reasons. And there's been so much anticipation for this entry. Just after Melfest finished today, Daddy Frere and his group released their song, and it is 10 years.
our highly anticipated Michael. We did get a leak about this earlier, I must say, so this was no surprise to some. First time for me hearing it today. What are your thoughts on the entry from Iceland? Well, the pressure was on for Duffy, wasn't it? I mean, he probably had the big favourite from last year and everybody was holding their breath to see what he could produce this year. It's good. Like, this is good. Um, for me, probably not as instantly as catchy as Think About Things, but there's also more variety in this song. There's a, there's more more going on. There's more in its production. So I think there's definitely appeal there if you're looking at the competition side of things. Uh, you could you know, should get a good jury, should get a good telly vote. And of course, it's up, it's, it's him and his group that bring the songs alive with their quirky charm and things like that. So just even off the video that they had today, expect the quirky kind of dancing and, and the, you know, knowing winks to camera, etc. sort of stuff coming up. And that should tie this whole thing together into a pretty good package, one would imagine. Exactly. Uh, the biggest competition for him this year was himself from last year for a lot of artists, but particularly no no one more than, than him, mm. I really feel. A lot of pressure. Um, and I think they come up with a solid uh, follow-up from this. Uh, there is a lot to work with here. I really hope it comes across really organic on stage. Like, there's something really nice um, that it was almost this... Uh, this, this self-awareness wasn't there in a way. It's like, oh, wow, is this really well popular and now i felt like at the moment they're like look at us be quirky mm. so you just got to make sure you don't go don't try too hard a little <laughs> bit and i don't think it was and i love this thousand person choir they've got from eurovision fans that they featured in there which is awesome so a lot to work with it's it does pale um, in comparison to last year and it's just about how far reaching that was this is a third song from him in this in this kind of vein in the last three or four years for us who've been following for a while and so I'm a little bit over it, but that's me. Yeah. And I know that this is going to be fresh for a lot of people on the night, and it's hard to look at it in those eyes. Yeah, very much so, particularly as we kind of know what was coming up. Exactly. Know, and the surprise is gone. Exactly. <laughs> but it should still do very, very well, I oh, can imagine. Cool. It's still a great entry. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's. I find it personally hard to remove those two ent entries previously or um, attempts at Eurovision. Yeah. I can see him going into the uh, one of the favourites pack for sure. All right, one of the entries that arrived was a real bang this week. Oh, Goodness me, people were gooped and gagged. <laughs> we need to talk about San Marino, and this is Senate with a Janelina. <laughs> Flowrider has been part of the production and is featured in the music video, but it is yet to be decided if he will take part in Rotterdam at this point. However, the rap part of the song will remain because he was making headlines very much. So what did we think of San Marino's arrival on the 2021 stage? Okay, well, regardless if Flowrider goes, this is the most brilliant piece of promo and publicity I've ever seen from a country. Yeah, brilliant. doesn't stuff. even matter if he goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it'll help amazingly, but they've already shot up in people's estimations, in the publicity they're getting out of this. 
Be careful not to overpromise, though. Yeah. So this is where it'll 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 be interesting where to, where it goes because if Jenny B comes out to do Flowrider's rap, people might be a bit disappointed. Like, yeah. where's Flowrider? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've got to play it right here. If he doesn't appear, yeah, it could be a bit of a letdown. And he has to be there because this is a lead vocal. This is no mm. backing vocal. Yep. This is lead. This is they're both leads on this. So no trying to get away with that. There, San Marino. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a Zoom call coming no, through. No, you from cannot do that. Rider. You cannot. And I'll go. Nuts if that's allowed. <laughs> um, but I really like this. This is great. I mean, this is that kind of that sound of that Eastern pop that was been uh, has been coming back the last few years, and I'm loving to see it because I loved it in the 2000s, I loved it in the early 2010s, and Fuego brought it back in a big way. No, it doesn't sound like Fuego. <laughs> it's just inspiring these Eastern pop, med pop bangers to come back. Love it. Um, I think it's really good. Do I love it as much as the fandom do? No, because I've got its second favourite, which is insane. Mm. But you know what? Ride the wave, Sam Moreno. Exactly. Ride the wave, Sam It. She's been one of the biggest fan um, connected um, artists, and I love her for it. So the song could be amazing without Flo Rida. I, I, I like the song a lot. Yeah, I think I'm really happy for her. Yeah, same. Because she's <laughs> just so bloody likeable, and, and you can tell she's putting her heart and soul into this. Um, yeah, look, very upbeat and fun with that distinctive Eastern feel, isn't it? And we've got that instrumentation from um, her parents' home country of Eritrea mm. as well, which gives it that really, really interesting international yeah, sound. East Africa here. Yeah. And it's all very much in keeping with her and her style. So there is that authenticity there as well, I think. Look, for me, I'm going to say this is the best San Marinese entry we've ever had. Oh, without a doubt. Straight <laughs> off the bat. And that's even without Flowrider, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, and look, you know, one would imagine they're going to put on a decent stage show with this. She's charismatic. This is this is their best opportunity for a grand final pretty much ever, isn't it? I mean, I was probably doubting if they were going to qualify. Now I'm like, well, so let's see how they go in the grand final with this. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting. Um, and where are they getting the money? <laughs> Where's she getting the money for all this? Passing the hat around in San oh, Marino. I don't know what's going on, but I'm here for it. It's working. <laughs> no, good stuff. Well, we're very happy for San Marino and Senate. Well, talking about big favourites at Eurovision, um, Switzerland, who was one of the top favourites for last year's with Gijon's Tears, he's back again this year. And his song is Tuli Univer. Again, he was selected um, to represent Switzerland again. This was an internal selection, but there were 20 songs put forward internally, and they were voted on by a 100-member public panel and a 20-member international expert jury. Those jurors had been in Eurovision juries before in the past. He was involved with all the songwriting, but lots of different songwriting teams involved with this one. So there was a lot of things going on in the background to select this song. Even though it wasn't internal, it wasn't like, here's a song, do mm. you like it? Yep, no, nah, quite a process there with the Swiss. What do you think of this entry? Well, I'm glad to know that he was involved in the songwriting, etc., because it is very him, isn't it? Mm. Um, and once again, we've got an artist that's just keeping in vain with similar to what they did last year, so no shocks for anyone coming over here. And this is a very, very good quality song, isn't it? I mean, Jerry's... Jerry's just should be lapping this one up, and, and we know he's a great vocalist, so... All the hallmarks are there. So basically, it's just with the right staging 
to, to make this stand out, this is going to do very, very well, one would imagine. Well, all, all the pieces are there. Totally. I mean, a really wonderful video put together just like last year, mm. and that really helps elevate and gets people connecting with the song. Um, I, I have been purposely trying to listen to the song without that because I really want to judge it on its merits before we have the staging. And, it, God, it's good. It's really, really good. Mm. It's really well put together. Do I have this immediate love and connectedness to it? Possibly not. Do I recognize it as a wonderful piece of music that actually has emotion in it and mm. comes through really strongly and will be a good live song? Yes. He has to deliver, though. Those vocals will always be, potentially for some people, a bit too much. But that's like what Jamala was, in a way. Mm -hmm. I think this has a very good chance of winning. I think we've seen all the big songs. We've only got a couple to go. And he's favorite to win. And I can kind of see why, at the moment. It's hard to make a a really strong case for someone to, to take the crown off him if they can pull it together live. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you with this one. I realise it's good and I do like it, but I'm not like 100% connected with it. And I was a little bit the same last year, so I don't know what the barrier is between me and Gijon's tears. <laughs> I'll need to get over it. But um, yeah, something, I don't know, just something doesn't quite scream winner to me. Yeah, you just go respect. Mm. I have massive respect for this song. Absolutely. But yeah. it's not in my 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, likewise. Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not in my 10 at All this right. point. Let's, let's go to a country which I think is along similar veins here. Let's go to Bulgaria. And this is Victoria with Growing Up Is Getting Older. I'm torn by nervous systems again Growing up is getting old Anxiety is draining Getting up is going home Another one of our highly anticipated returnees for this year the song was announced during a live one-off Eurovision show on Thursday morning here in Australia. What do we think of Growing Up Is Getting Older? It's very in her style. Uh, I was surprised to see it win out of those six. Hmm. Um, I know there was people expecting it to a point. Imaginary Friend, I thought, probably had something a bit more there. Look, this is going to be a very big jury song. It's going to need the staging of a lifetime to really, I think, get people to want to pick up their phones and vote. Um, but, yeah, look, it's fine. It's just not my cup of tea, and so I find mm -hmm. it really hard. And I know a lot of people like, I like her. I think she's. it was one of my favorites last year. This, to me, just doesn't quite have that... Uh, that oomph and that stickability and it's there and it's jury and it's a bit commercial and it could be on Billie Eilish's album and all that kind of stuff. And well done for your solid entry. Sorry that I can't get excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah, it's a bit that way, isn't it? I mean, straight away, it is in keeping with similar what she did with Tears Getting Sober and very much the rest of the EP that we were all choosing from. Pretty somber sort of stuff. Um <laughs> Juries, yes, tick, tick, tick. I can imagine all juries are kind of like this, but I'm just simply not sure that this has got the tally vote cut through to be a real contender. And is it a competition song? And ultimately, this is a competition. Great piece of music, but is it a competition song? She'll probably prove us completely wrong and you know, smash it. But it, it will be down to the staging here, and it's got to, I, the staging's got to bring it to life somewhat without missing the... The, 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 tense, the sensitivity and the tenderness of the song mm. and make it stick mm. in people's minds. So there's a real challenge there, I think, mm. for Bulgaria. But, um, yeah, good, good song. 
they'll be throwing everything at it and you know it's second favorite um which is interesting which is interesting (laughs) um but yeah no i think it's open it's an open year so far and hey if you're going to get a really massive jury score you're really putting yourself in a great position aren't you Mm -hmm. for a good result so i think that's the direction they've headed down for this one all right, well, going to a country where we've got high expectations on to start bringing some of their magic back to Eurovision. It's Greece. Now we have a returning artist, and it's Stefania with a Last Dance. I will give a life just to Well, Michael, after a national final season full of 80s songs, <laughs> we only got one from Denmark that wasn't really 80s inspired in a modern way. This is the first song to make the competition that has really been showing that theme that has come through this year. This is 80s inspired, isn't it? It's written by Dimitri Kontopoulos and Sharon Vaughan, plus a big production group over there in Greece called Arcade. There was four songs. It was an internal jury. This one was selected. What do you think of this? Yeah, um, even though it's uh, 80s influenced in there, I do feel this is more contemporary than what Supergirl was last year. Supergirl felt a little, I don't know, plasticky, poppy, but not really radio and contemporary. This does feel a bit more so. Um, Look, I think it's good. I'm not jumping out of my skin for it. Um, And this, what I'm about to say, not only goes for Stefania, but a lot of the solo females artists that we're seeing in this competition will really need to differentiate themselves in their staging and presentation because we've got a lot of up-tempo solo females going. So this is all about the live here and if they can pull it together and make it compelling. But I mean, overall, the the song's good. I feel like it's got a good fighting chance to get through to the the grand final. So this is is all pretty good from Greece. Yeah, solid enough. Like, I, I... There's nothing I really dislike about it. There's nothing I really love about it. Mm, I'm like, okay, that's fine. If it comes on, great. Do I seek it out? No. Mm. But a lot of people do like this. And to be honest, yeah, out of the 80s stuff, and we've heard a lot this national final season, (laughs) this is one of the better ones, definitely. And this is very solid. And it doesn't feel like... It does deserve its place on um, the... the, the Eurovision soundtrack, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, in the semi-final, there's Denmark with the truly 80s song, this song, and another song we're going to be talking about later that all have an 80s sound. So, yeah, you've gonna, you're have you going to have to stand out in your own semi-final, not just against the women. Mm, true, true. Even though I think of those ones, I think she's probably the best one of the lot there. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Well, highly anticipated was the return of our next entry. We're going to Latvia. Let's talk about Samantha Tina and The Moon is Rising. Well, we have another female empowerment anthem coming from Samantha this year and once again co-written by Aminata Savadogo. Um, what do we think of her 2021 efforts? I love it. <laughs> and, you did love last year's as well, I didn't did. you? I did. And look, okay. I know that we do have a similar sound. What I love about this is that start. 
like straight away this is this kind of like old school and sometimes you just get this with like Balkan songs it's like oh even these old like the more eastern Azerbaijan Armenia hit us with that big note to start with mm. like immediately if you're like talking to someone at a party if you're going to make yourself a cup of tea or maybe a little Baileys and something you're going to notice that you're going to like what is this straight away yeah. now it does go a bit middling and a bit too much in the middle but then it comes back really strong again so you bookended with a really good performance there she can do stuff live she's going to do some of some crazy dancing again i reckon there's enough of a break there this is good this is probably one of the better comebacks to do something about the same kind of level i think it will get through at semi already and oh, i'm really happy with this song Okay, <laughs> you do seem quite keen on that one. Mm. Um, look, very similar, I think, in style to the 2020 entry, so I can see why those who liked her stuff last year would like this one. Thankfully for me, it's toned down somewhat. I don't feel I'm being bludgeoned for three minutes, which is kind of good, but there's still enough attention-grabbing stuff going on in this one. So yeah, It's not bland by any stretch of the imagination. And, I mean, obviously we're going to have the trademark Samantha Tina energy and sass mm. in the performance. And you know what? She could be the thing that makes that really tips this over the edge kind of thing because she is such a powerful performer. So, look, not my cup of tea, I'll be very, very honest, but I can see a path to, to success for this one. I really can. I can too. I like. I'm here. I'm drinking up that tea, and not only that, this is this is gonna do better than people expect. Mm. Ooh, bold predictions there, Dale. Bold. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, off to um, Austria now. Another returning artist, and Vincent Bueno released his song, and it was the second one of these. Amen. But amen. Now, Michael, I know Vincent was one of your favourite artists last year. <laughs> I think I was a little harsh on him maybe at the start. Yeah, what do you think about his 2021 uh, effort? Look, real step up from 2020, I think, you know, as we just mentioned, I was not a massive fan of Alive. Um, this is obviously very, very different, though. He's gone for something completely different and a big ballad. I feel like in its execution, it's almost like a little fire amore in its production and what they're trying to achieve with this big, airy power ballad. It's nowhere near the level of that, let's be honest. No. Not many songs are. knock-off Versace, <laughs> like handbag. Yeah, not many songs are the level of that. Um, but I, I do like it, and I do get an amount of emotion from it that I feel is real and genuine. I think it's up to him to make this happen now. It really is upon him because I think he, he strikes him as a decent vocalist, but I don't know if he's an amazing one. And I don't know if you've got to, you've really got to make this happen. And I just, yeah, I worry about its chances. You hit the nail on the head of what I was thinking with this. Uh, yeah, look, I, I was actually really surprised to find that he wasn't a songwriter on it. So they did have a bunch of songs they looked at. Mm-hmm. Vincent put his own in, own in there. They were like, no thanks. No thanks, but no And thanks. Vincent also said this song found him. Um, and because I actually am, I'm, it's not just because he's religious and the song's called Amen. I just was like, this sounds like something he's done with some other people and they've elevated his, maybe his songwriting and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's a good sign that hmm. there's like you can see some authenticity there, even though he hasn't written it. Good. Um, but I do have my doubts about that vocal, um, only because it has to be so good. And yeah. again, like he's competent and good. But I'm when you're looking at this, you are looking at Diodato, you're looking at the Damians, you're looking at even Anasoklic who can <laughs> belt out something. Maybe give this Anna Sokolich. Yeah. <laughs> Can they, they swap? Got, they got, no. the, they got he, the wrong amen. Vincent, Vincent can't do the other one, I don't think. But look, if he can do it, good chance of getting through. Yeah. And I would have, I think he was dead on arrival last year almost. Mm, I kind of agree. It, it's going to have to find something here and it's going to come from him vocally, I believe. All right, let's move on to another one of the songs that came out this week. We're going off to Poland. This one's Rafal with The Ride. Rafael Brzozowski is his name, Dale. Now, you may be familiar with him. He did take part in the Polish national final in 2017, where he came second to Kasia Moss. Uh, and he was also one of our hosts from the Junior Eurovision Contest last year. So he's been around the Eurovision sphere, quite a well-known uh, TV host for the t- TV channel there, TVP. What do we think of uh, Rafal's effort? Um, well, but you've got some 80s back here again. Yes, haven't we just? We have indeed. <laughs> um, it does. It's it's pretty pretty one note. Um, I think maybe because maybe that's his vocal range. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he covers that one note very well. Though, it Dale, doesn't it really does. go in. There's no peaks and troughs here. No. But there is a little part during the chorus that I quite like, actually. There's a little, there's one little part of that that I'm like, oh, actually, that's a little bit of a hook. I don't mind it. It's all very fine. Mm. Like, it's just a very there. It's not train wreck or We anything. just heard a lot of this. And I think, again, one of these things, when you hear a lot of these songs over a lot of period, you're like, oh, yeah, this is the 25th, 80s song i've heard in the last three months mm-hmm. and this is down about 20th but hey if you don't normally see this you might be like okay it's not bad um and look poland always try to bring it and uh, maybe if they can bring in some of that junior success you never know but um i think it's a bit of a disappointing entry from a country that has so much promise yeah i'm going to agree with that one it's it's not terrible there's just nothing that I go, oh, wow, that's good. I'm going to listen to that again. No, thanks. <laughs> mm. I'll let the three minutes wash over me and then I'm ready to go to the next one. I just find it all a bit lackluster, really, the whole thing. It, it's very sort of linear in its an approach. It doesn't really go have peaks and troughs. It just ticks along for three minutes and disappears, drives off down the road, fingers crossed. Mm. I could imagine with some good staging, this could lift. And, you know, you could sell the 80s bit on this one but mm. um but on the studio alone oh, i think this is a bit of an uphill battle coming up for uh, poland here i'm afraid yeah i think i can already see the staging it's neon lights mm. he's probably gonna wear sunglasses Sunglasses. yeah you know, he might even sit in a car i don't know who knows some like, cheesy miami vice kind of yeah stuff the suit on. kind of thing and it's gonna fall flat yeah unfortunately all right well that ding says that we should <laughs> move on to the next song uh laptops telling us uh we're going to go to the last of the songs we're going to talk about today it's North Macedonia, another returning artist. It's Vasil with his song, Here I Stand. They all try to break us, not knowing it's what makes us. This is how we found our way. This is how we found our way. My walls 
for anyone who watched the video, you will know the inspiration behind the song because Vasil told us in the diatribe <laughs> for about a minute before the song started. But it was a lovely story mm. about how the song got cancelled last year. If you hadn't heard it for about the thousandth time about that um, and about the impact it had, and he sat down in front of the piano and started writing this song. And that has turned out to be his entry, which is a really nice, mm. uh, touching part of that. Um, what do you think of it, though? Maybe because it was explained to me that somehow I've got this, I've written heartfelt. So I do feel this is really quite heartfelt and genuine from him. So that I really applaud. I'll be honest, it's not really my style of music. Um, it's a little bit too schmaltzy and a little bit too Disney for me. Uh, but, you know, he he can lift vocally. He's got an amazing voice. So if anything can really lift this, it's going to be him. But he's going to need it. Because I just don't know if this song is really the vote catcher that that you need to order in order to progress. I'll be honest; I can kind of see this maybe getting running second order. Sorry, running order of second in uh-huh. the semi-final. So I think this could be a tough path for Paul Vassil. Yeah, look, the one thing I like about this is that he's got to take forward this story and bring it through. And if we're going to talk about authentic songs. It's got to be like, and I think there was, I think there was true emotion about having it recorded, and you could see that in the video about how he expresses that. Um, I'd like to see that come through, um, like live on the night, mm. not if he does it every single time, because then we're not going to believe that if it's every semi-final and every rehearsal, mm. bursting um, into tears. Yeah, like you know, Lithuania, yeah. bloody twenty eighteen, where <laughs> she was upset every time she saw her husband. It was like, oh, surprise, here he is again for the fifteenth time. Um, but I think. In the video, I found it a bit smaltzy and I found it a bit... Uh, you need to be able to show that genuine emotion coming through. And mm. I'm not doubting it, but when you do a produced song, mm. I was like, oh, you're having to explain to us that this is emotional and you're going to have to show us how upset you are to show that it's emotional. I, I just... I don't know. I found that a bit off-putting. There we go. And the song is um, musical theatre Disney. Yeah. And look, he could do a live and if he can sing really well which I think he can he can Mm. and if he can perform that on the night you never know how much you can elevate but this has a hill to climb yeah I'm not saying it's a dead on arrival but I'd get the ventilator ready (laughs) I really would this is probably going to need it yeah I much preferred his his song from last year Mm mm-hmm Right, well, that's all the that's all the songs for this week. There's a whole lot we had to get through. Have a breather there. Have a, have a glass of wine. I think more like it. Um, so we're going to look at the week ahead. It's certainly not as much as usual, but some very important things here. Good. We've got three more songs to come. The three we're waiting for are Malta um, with Destiny. We oh, don't know the song yet, but we do know it's being released on Monday European time, most likely Tuesday morning Australia, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Azerbaijan is also releasing their song at the same time. It is Effendi with Matahari. Oh, okay. So she's going for another historical figure Good to sing stuff. about. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> um, keep to the same, you know, tried and tested measure. And then we also have Torniki Kipiani with You. Um, that's the name of his song. Um, at some point. We don't know when, mm. but at some point in the next few days, it has to be released. Yeah, well, it can be submitted to the EBU, but not released publicly. That's true. It, yeah. That's very true. Um, and also, we need to know the situation about Belarus. Are we getting a song? Will we have 40 entrants, or will we only have 39 if Belarus withdraw or are disqualified? I am probably going to call that they'll withdraw, and then they'll be able to play the victim and say, oh, we were bullied out of the contest, and then the EBU have sorted the problem of Belarus and Belarus can just walk away and mm. kind of save a bit of money as well. Um, the self-imposed leader 
of Belarus, won't say his name, <laughs> um, is said today about putting in another song. Oh, apparently, okay. just in passing. Hmm. Doesn't mean they will, yeah. but it's probably the the biggest sign I've seen that they may consider an, another entry because I just presumed that they would do that and leave. But I still think it's more likely they're not going to be taking part than they would be. Just a hunch. Mm. Okie dokie. Well, what a, what, a, what a week. What a national final season. And we certainly start to look ahead to the Eurovision Song Contest. Absolutely. will be an interesting sort of lead up in. We will probably not be having any preview parties as we had previously. Mm-hmm. So I suspect a few home concerts, a few TV specials to try and um, get a bit of, uh, you know, hype around these songs. Totally, totally. And we'll obviously have our weekly episode next week to go over these last few songs and any other news that we're getting through. Also, we will be, for those who may not have come across them, because it's been a couple of years now because we didn't get Mm. to do them last year, we do mini podcast episodes on every single competing country. They're about 10, 15 minutes long. We'll go through, not all at once, (laughs) we'll release Mm -hmm. them week by week, and we'll be talking about the songs, the pros, the cons, and our rankings and the team's rankings as well. So I'm looking forward to doing all those. Always fun to do. Yeah, indeed. Well, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, guys. See you later.